Hello, everyone. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babin filling in for the fabulous Richard Zwicky on High on Healthy here on CannabisRadio.com. I am so excited for our featured guest today. It's Dr. Jeff McNary, PhD, MPH, who's been working in the healthcare field for over 25 years. He's worked in a variety of medical environments and seen the struggle of individuals when they actually try to heal. The current Western system of healthcare is deficient in healing the population. It's more concerned with managing symptoms and using external sources for, quote, change. Through Dr. McNary's intense experience with the desperate patient populations, meaning acute mental health and trauma, addiction, etc., he has seen that the only real healing comes from within. Dr. McNary is also the co-founder and chief medical director for Rhythmia, which is a seven-day all-inclusive, high-end, I'm so excited, I want to go uh, ayahuasca retreat in Costa Rica. That was a mouthful. Welcome, Dr. McNary. Thank you so much for having me. You explained you, that intro was perfect. <laughs> That's exactly what we're doing down here. We're 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 providing ayahuasca in a seven day retreat. It's going amazing. So interesting that you know you come from a very classic setting. You know your education was a classic setting. What initiated you to take a departure from the norm and really start to explore plant medicine? Well, you know, I started off my career with a, a master's degree in public health at UCLA, and I was going to go the medical route and become a, a doctor. And I got into medical school, and but I was seeing in the field that I was working in, I was working in the UCLA OBGYN department managing some outpatient clinics. I was seeing that a lot of the women patients that we were working with had a lot of trauma, and there was no real way to address this trauma, and it was something that kind of I noticed early on in my mid twenties. And then as I pursued my career in healthcare and got into psychology and got a doctorate in psychology, I, I saw that what I was taught to do was just manage symptoms. And I was never taught or given tools in my career or my education on how to resolve the underlying causes of the things people were dealing with. And I was working with really high acuity patients at a psychiatric hospital, but also working with really high functioning people um, in my private practice. And also I worked at a, I ran a rehab called Passages Malibu. I was the administrative mm -hmm. director for eight years. And, you know, that place was actually the first site that I worked at that looked at a holistic sort of underlying cause of why people were using drugs and alcohol. What was the root nature of it? And that intrigued me. And that kind of sparked my interest into this new way of looking at things. And, you know, my patients were all, uh, you know, there was life and death situations going on with people, you know, they were in and out of psych hospitals, in and out of rehabs. The recovery rate for addiction is very low in a Western model. It's about 12%. Mm -hmm. People will stay sober if they go to a 30 day inpatient. So it's just not a, not a great, sorry, not a great setup. And I had a patient come in, I'm named Jerry Powell to passages. And he was just this firecracker. He was just this wild dude. And multimillionaire, but retired early. And he was an animal. He was using drugs and drinking and just, he was out of control, violent, getting to fights all the time. And, 
you know, you, you would think that he would enjoy his money and relax, but no, he he had this these demons in him. That he, he he didn't know where he's what that was, guy. He's that That's he's awesome. that guy. He is that guy. He'll take you Absolutely. out in the limo. He'll fly you in the private jet, but you better figure out how to get home. Exactly, that is him. You know, so um, when he left passages, like him and I connected while he was inpatient. It was he was there two months. So for sixty days, I worked with this guy individually and. You know, he did really well. And when he got out of passages, he stayed in LA. He was from Pennsylvania, but he moved to LA and I worked with him for five years in my private practice. And during those five years, he kind of unraveled a bit more. And he, you know, because when he was at passages, for whatever reason, he didn't actually dig deep into what was going on. He just didn't even know really what his underlying issues were. We just thought it was, you know, he was using Demerol, which is a surgical based opiate, right? Really strong. He was addicted to that. He, he kicked that at passages. So that was really good. But he still was drinking. He was doing a lot of cocaine. He was womanizing. He was really out of control. And so, so on a whim, he heard about plant medicine and, and I didn't really know a whole lot about it, but you know, I was, I was kind of at my wits end with this guy. Cause I had tried every, all of the things I'd learned in school, all the background I had in healthcare, I've been using all these different modalities. Nothing was really working and he became suicidal. He, he went in and out of kind of suicidal thinking every so often. And he was getting to that point again. And, and he just said, you know what? I got to just go. I've heard about this plant medicine in Costa Rica. I'm going to go down there. I'm going to try it. I said, yeah, dude, I mean, please do like whatever. I don't know much about it, but just go. So I just kind of like didn't think much about it. And he came back a week later, this totally different person. And I was shocked and I was extremely skeptical because I've never heard of such a thing where you could you could be this wild out of control person with all these unresolved issues and trauma and all this and then right. go and then somewhere a for a later. week. Yeah, like, it was it, it was sound far fetched to me. I, I just wasn't buying it, you know. So right, like give me your body for a week and I'll give you back your mind. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so he when it, he was trying to convince me that it was real, that it stuck when he got back. Cause he did look different, he acted different, he wasn't drinking anymore. I mean, he he right up we in, in recovery, we call that the pink cloud where they're newly sober, mm -hmm. they're all excited, and things are going good, and they have all these very big ideas and it's like it doesn't usually last too long oh, no. you know they they hit one little like a pebble in their shoe and they downfall yeah. I, I used to see that with friends that went to you know the landmarks or yeah US or right like definitely and your money you gotta come here too and then yeah. like the next week they're sobbing in your arms again not that's that right great programs it's just sure. not sustainable exactly and so that's kind of what i was expecting to happen you know but it didn't happen and he he stayed on this path so i was like man what is what is what did you do down there in costa rica because i couldn't really understand it too much so he's like well let's go so i said okay so i, I went with them and we flew down to costa rica and and i i participated in the plant medicine ceremony with the shaman and all that and and i wasn't expecting much i was actually really scared because i had never done any psychedelics you know, I, I wasn't I wasn't an addict. I didn't have like a background well, with drugs or anything. Sure you're in a weird environment. <laughs> yeah, right? totally. It wasn't like going to Rhythmia with the beautiful cabanas and, you know, correct. Yeah. So I'm sure we're in a very strong. rustic, mm -hmm. dirty, really sketchy place. And so so however, the medicine completely opened me up and showed me all these amazing things about myself that I had no idea I was like hiding or burying or dealing with. 
and it it just shifted me and i was i was in shock in a good way i was like wow what the heck just happened and it was just this amazing experience and so after after the next morning i'm like dude to jerry like we gotta we gotta have a place where this can be done safely with doctors and people that you know are western sort of trained but also sham shamans to provide this service like I, I didn't even know what i was thinking but just a mesh blend of these two worlds would be an amazing thing for the world to have because most people aren't going to go off into the jungle like we did they're not going to go to these sketchy places i mean you know some people do especially nowadays becoming a little trendier but most people aren't going to go do that so we wanted to have a place that could be safe medically licensed ethical have policies protocols and so that's how it started and we we looked six months later we bought the place and that's where i've been ever since love it i love it so how do you blend sort of the you know this indigenous medicine into an environment that resonates with western thinking people to help them be their best sense of self over the course of seven days and then have it sustain in the real world Wow. That was like, well, it's a great, yeah, it's a great question. So what, what we do, we have a lot of classes for the people that we teach them about the medicine and we teach them these three main intentions that are kind of like umbrella intentions because a lot of people show up and they have all these things they want to figure out about themselves or their life. And that's great. And we encourage that, but, but you can kind of get lost in that if you don't follow this structure that we've developed by our own experiences with the medicine. And there's these three intentions. And the first one is show me who I've become. And that's about your ego and identifying like what you're showing the world. That's probably not authentically who you really are. Mm -hmm. It's about dissociative sort of interactions that you have with the world. And then the second one is merge me back with my soul at all costs. So that's to connect with yourself and ground back into your true at self at all costs. Yeah. Because, okay. you know, people are. We're all dissociated in a way, some less than others, because we're we're trying to survive. And some of us that have trauma are in a dissociated state that's kind of rigid, and that creates all kinds of problems that we can get into, of course. But um, once people have merged with the medicine and with the process that we have, then the last and third intention is heal my heart. So that's where you get the the joy and the healing. And there's a lot of neurochemical things going on that I've been able to study that kind of show why all this stuff happens, you know, with the amygdala and all this kind of the default mode network of your brain. There's all these very interesting medical sides to this that are starting to kind of come out. But um, the reason why this sticks for us too, for people, and we we follow up on people six months and a year after is because they they do the work themselves. They actually go through this process themselves. And it's not easy. I mean, people say like, well, ayahuasca is a drug. You must be, you guys are just partying down. There's like, this is hard it's work. work. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is hard work. And, and it sticks because people feel empowered and it gives them a sense of personal sovereignty in their life where they can make clear decisions. It's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I, so I have a friend that went to Rhythmia who I adore because he's been part of my tribe for, let's say, the past 20 years. Um, he ended up marrying a girlfriend of mine. Now they're divorced. And he was an alcoholic. Like you're like you're the founder, you know, originally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy she got, you know, she had a TV show on TLC and they're doing the launch party. And he's so drunk that when the C-suite from Discovery was there, 
they're like, wow, you're so lucky. You've got such an amazing wife. And he goes, yeah, you know, having met her, giving me a lap dance. I mean, right. Like it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, all the stories go on and on and on about him. I imagine. Sounds like Jerry. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Right. Like yeah. the first time he met my husband, um, we were at an event at a hotel and my husband was like holding the elevator door open for everyone. And he was so like blindly drunk he grabbed my husband by my husband by the throat and threw him up against the wall oh my gosh that's right? yeah yeah so <laughs> this is the guy that you like you know you get you pop some popcorn you stand back so you don't get hit with anything and you just yeah. go like wow this is entertainment on a new level yes yes he went yes. down to rhythmia mm-hmm. and has been able to sustain um you know all the good that he did down there and he is now this gentle loving non-judgmental soul who absolutely does not drink alcohol anymore wow amazing you know i think he does little mushroom journeys that sort of can you help him on his path um incredible so like thank you i'm indebted to you that is an incredible story and you know we've had fifteen thousand people come here and those are the types of stories we we deal with every week that's how this place goes and it's it's inc- i've never seen anything like this before in my entire career like these quick results that are that are lasting and profound it's beautiful to watch it unfold every week so now you've said you've been looking at the research you've been doing the research yourself post ayahuasca you know once you've gone um you know through your your journey at rhythmia do you like do you see the brain changing significantly and staying in a different significant state like what happens physiologically to a person please well what happens um with ayahuasca in particular is that you know there's uh something called a monoamine oxidase inhibitor and that's the component of the vine so ayahuasca is two plants a vine and a, a leafy dmt rich plant that they combine the vine which has the monoamine oxidase inhibitor allows the absorption of the DMT through the stomach and the intestines. So it kind of turns off the stomach enzymes, which allows the DMT to come into your body. Now, dimethyltryptamine or DMT is already in our body and it's behind our eyes. It's in our the lining of our lungs. They theorize that it's produced and a lot of it comes from the, from the pineal gland. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not like hard evidence on that so much because you have to do an in vivo study of a brain and that's not really, <laughs> no one's volunteering right. for no that. Right? Donating. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, so DMT is something that we already have in us and the times it's released naturally without ayahuasca is when we're born. I just had a baby three weeks ago. It was my Muzzle fifth. Tub. Thank oh my you. God, that's so yeah. One more and you've got like a team of something. I know. Yeah. Well, I got a basketball team now, so I'm good. I got five, so I'm good. Oh, so- awesome. <laughs> you, you should get Mark Cuban down and maybe he can like, you yeah, know, there we go. We can get him your league. We can get him in a scholarship now. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> so, so my daughter, when she was born and like all of us were um, DMT is flowing through her bloodstream and it's it's allowing a transition into the a part of life that's the a new beginning and then when we die dmt is also released into the bloodstream and we have these visions and people often say if you've i've been with my my father passed i was with him when it happened and he's seeing his parents he's seeing his dog that he had when he was a kid he's talking to people so like and, and it's also released during lucid dreams that we have and so dmt is um it's a it's a molecule that we have that helps us connect with ourselves with nature 
with God, if we believe that or, or a higher power, whatever it is that we believe. And, and when you take a little extra into your body through ayahuasca, it enhances that connection and it allows a very cool thing for trauma in particular is it allows the connection between the amygdala and the prefrontal cortex of your brain. So if I have trauma, the emotions that I was probably going to feel during a traumatic moment, those emotions get in the way of my survival in that moment. So fear and resentment and empathy and anger that would probably block me from running off or fighting, those get shoved into the amygdala. And then I behaviorally survive and get through an, uh, a traumatic moment. A good way to look at that is uh, military, like soldiers at war. They're emotionless during a battle because they have to be to survive. So then what happens is their war is over. They come home or, or our trauma is over. We're no longer kids. We're adults. And then the amygdala is full of all this unresolved emotional trauma. And then our prefrontal cortex is like our conscious, logical, rational self operating in our day to day. And all of a sudden we start to feel like, why don't I trust people? Why am I afraid of intimacy? Why am I wanting to isolate or, or why am I a people pleaser? Why am I so empathic to the point where I bombard and overwhelm myself? And so what's happening with ayahuasca is it goes into the amygdala, it opens it up. And there's a concept called, which we've all heard a million times, synaptic plasticity, where you build a neuron pathway through the prefrontal cortex that allows the, 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 the you can remember and sometimes have a visual about where that trauma was from or where, why it's unresolved and you release it. And so in an ayahuasca session, people will be crying or they'll be laughing or they'll be yelling and, or they'll just be calm, you know, meditating, but there's an emotional sort of a purge that happens of the releasing of these emotions. And then the people post session feel amazing because they've cleared out all that baggage that was in the amygdala. And so the dopamine receptors, the serotonin receptors, the 5-HTP um, chain reaction in our neurons that releases serotonin, all of that is being adjusted. And I, I like to call it um, a neurochemical reset. And in addiction, the, the, the battle in clinical worlds, right, that I used to deal with it back in Los Angeles are the medical doctors will say it's a neurochemical issue. It's a chemical dependency. We have to give you on meds. We have to get you off alcohol, whatever. And then the, the therapists and the holistic practitioners are like, it's behavior. It's not chemical only. It's behavior. We have to get you new, new friends. The triggers have to get out of the way. You have to get a life purpose. And those two camps kind of fight each other. Mm -hmm. So the beauty of ayahuasca is it addresses both of those things. It addresses the neurochemical imbalances that are related to chemical dependency by resetting and balancing dopamine. And then it addresses the behavioral side because you bring self-awareness to you. You, you resolve things that happened when you were a kid, you resolve the marital issues you're having right now with your partner. Like all of that comes together in one big experience. So it's very effective. And that's what I like about it because my patients back in Los Angeles, like I mentioned earlier, it was life or death and it's, it's serious and we don't have time to be in therapy 10 years and my, you know, my trauma patients were with me for years and years and years and years. And then one time this, the funniest thing, this lady I had, you know, for five years, she was every week she come, she had a lot of trauma. And then she said one day, she says, okay, now I feel comfortable with you. 
Now I trust you. Now we can go deep. I'm like, what? Five? That took five years? Like, oh what are you God. talking about? Thanks, right? yeah. thanks for putting one of my kids through college before <laughs> yeah. you showed up. Exactly. So I love the efficiency of it. But that's that's in a, in a sort of a nutshell, like what's going on with the brain, the neurochemistry. I have, I have another question. So, you know, I think so what we see a lot on on this network are people talking about how they thought their trauma or what was holding them back was something very specific. But then yeah. when they did the medicine, whatever their choice of medicine was, they really realized that, you know, a lot of the big trauma we've kind of already dealt with. It's not yes. having the coping mechanisms, probably because of that trauma, to deal with some of the other stuff in life. Um, do you find that people, when they come to Rhythmia, they come in saying, you know, here's where I'm at, here's where I believe my problem is. And when they drink the um, the tea, do they find mm -hmm. that, wow, I'm, I'm healed, but from a completely different malady than I thought I had. Absolutely. Like yeah. I had a, just yesterday, I had a patient come up or a guest come up to me and say, you know, um, you were telling me about your brand new daughter who was just born, you know, cause I was talking about my baby that's just born and showing pictures. And she says, you know, I thought that I came here to resolve all this trauma with like my husband and my marriage and, and my mom. And then what happened was in ceremony, I, I saw myself as an, as a three week old, just like your daughter. And I remembered that I was in an incubator for six weeks post delivery because I was a twin and I was premature. And I go to that place all the time to detach. It's my safe place, but it's also where I was abandoned. I wow. felt, and I, and it was overwhelming. And, and that's the root of my, my trauma. And I had no idea. I totally didn't even consider it. I didn't think about it. I didn't, I didn't put that into consideration at all. So that that's exactly the type of thing that happens. Cause we, you know, we're trying to figure out ourselves and we have these great ideas and, and a lot of it's true. And we've probably resolved most of it by now, but there are these small little nuggets of information that, that can really be profound and help us move forward. Yeah. I think it's amazing. I think, you know, we tend to think you know, like, let's say everybody wore glasses, right? And you think you, you clean your glasses, you're looking out those clear lenses, but those lenses have been tinted by your childhood experiences, your romantic experiences, your work experiences, and to have those lenses be completely clean so that you can take charge of your life. You know where, I mean, that's like, Okay, so can you send me a sign up link? I'm like, I've just sold myself. I'm like, why it's am so I true. here? It's so true. So, another question. Yeah. Is there an age limit? For our facility, it's 18 and older. Ah, okay. We've had so it, we've had 96 year old patient here. It was our oldest that we had. I love it. So ayahuasca <laughs> is safe, you know, 18 plus, but it's basically safe at any age. It is. And they have to be medically cleared and medically appropriate. And there are some contraindications and things that we check with people before they book their stay. Mm -hmm. And then we do a medical triage when they get here to make sure everything's cool. And we do a, a mental status exam interview. But before they even arrived on property, you know, because these people come from all over the world, mm -hmm. they're booking their stay and they're going through all this medical checklist of stuff with our intake staff and our medical team. I love it. I'm sitting here watching the clock run down, so I'm just not happy about this. <laughs> um, I I absolutely need to invite you back. Absolutely, I'd love to. I mean, this is amazing. I, I knew we'd only be scratching the surface. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm trying to think of one last question I can ask you that will stay within the parameters of time here. Um, you know, maybe for you, is there anybody that really stands out? Like the work that you did with this person, you were the most proud of. Yeah, we had a veteran of the military. He was a medic. He came and he had bagged up, He, as he said, 350 bodies in Afghanistan. Oh. Oh. And he had a lot of trauma. He had turned to drugs and alcohol. His family was falling apart. His kids were, you know, it was all bad. And he had tried everything. He tried therapy. He tried meds. He'd gone to the VA. Nothing was happening. His wife was going to leave him. He was really upset. And he came to Rhythmia and he was really nervous because he didn't, he felt like he would have to revisit all of the trauma from battle. And it's not the case. You don't have to revisit things that you've already sort of dealt with. Mm -hmm. And so um, I was, I took a special interest in this guy. So I came up myself up to the, to the ayahuasca session around two in the morning. I showed up just to check on him. And he was in full on uh, processing mode of all that trauma. And I sat down with him and he was in, I took on the role of like, I was his sergeant. Then I, then I was his dad. Then I was his brother. Then I was his partner in the, in the soldier in the, you know, his war buddies. And it just went, he went through the whole thing. It was extremely dramatic uh, for him. Um, and, but, but it done in a safe container with a lot of wow. support around him, a lot of staff and he broke through and healed it. And after that experience, he, I mean, he slept for like two and a half days after that. It was a yeah, lot. You sure. know, to, yeah. <laughs> it was a lot to take on. And after that, his wife came and had her own healing. His older daughter came and had her own healing. And That's the whole beautiful. family is just doing awesome. And so I really have a special um, place in my heart for the veterans of the military because, you know, they're going through so much um, out in the battlefield and 22 people a day will commit yep. suicide as we all know and that is unacceptable as a, a, a citizen of the u.s or any country that has military which everybody see i i have to costa rica has no military there's no there's no military in costa rica so that's inspiring to live yeah, in a world a, like that beautiful country here safe but that's one of the ones that, that really stands out for me is that story I love that. And, and what I think is so important, or at least what really resonates with me is we've got some wonderful friends that came out of the military and, you know, respect. I know that nothing is flawless and faultless, but they end up with, you know, they get PTSD, they go to the VA, the VA gives them this cocktail of yeah. medicine that a may shave a little bit of the the anxiety or, or, or some of the symptoms away. But the trade off for that is things like cirrhosis of the liver, even yeah. for people who never put a drink to their lip. And, you know, I think, I don't think plant medicine is a standalone, like, you know, if you only did this and nothing else, it's, you know, like your elixir of life, but, Correct. but, but to be able to take something that is not going to harm your organs, is not going to induce disease, is not going to make you then take another pill, which gives you side effects to take another pill and allow your body, like we are these self-maintaining, self-healing people that somewhere along the line, I think we just lost our manual. Yes. Our, right. One of our head shamans, uh, Taito Juanito, he's an indigenous shaman from uh, Colombia. He lives up the Amazon basin. He says his belief is that all disease, all illness, all mental health issues, all addictions, all everything that humans deal with is all related to being dissociated and unplugged from our true self because when we're plugged into our true self and connected our body can heal itself 
-hmm. we have self-awareness and clarity and our body is an amazing mechanism. And so it's this dissociative state that leads to all these problems. So, so the, the, the goal of the medicine is to help us connect with ourselves so we can heal ourselves. Wow. Okay. So folks don't worry because Dr. Jeff is coming back by hook or crook or what have you. (laughs) I want to say thank you for your awesome contribution to high on healthy. Um, Thank you so much for joining us for anyone out there that's interested in exploring themselves and trying to figure out how to be your best sense of self, not just for yourself, but the people that you love. I encourage you invest in yourself and research Rhythmia because like, I don't know, what is it, like 32,000 people who give beautiful reviews cannot be wrong. That's so, right. Dr. Jeff, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Thanks for having me. I look forward to speaking with you again.